Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. merchandise, everything from Joel and B shirts to James Harden beard hoodies, anything that you want that you can get that can stand out against the crowd. For listeners of this show, get a 15% off discount by using the show code CHEFS. That's 15% off using the code CHEFS, that's C-H-E-F-S, at checkout, man. Uh, there's a lot to get into, but before we get talking about what's been going on over the past few days, y'all know I don't do this by myself. You know, I I I got the guy they call the villain in the building with me, man. Barry, the villain, Jordan. Now, what's going on, my guy? How we doing this evening? Villain, we here. We in the building. It's happy uh, NFL free agency and MLB free agency. Uh, somebody tell the Yankees yeah, yeah. to join the party. But um, you know, lots of going on, man. It's a, it's it's a fun time, man. How you doing, serious? You know, um, I, I I I'm gonna keep it a buck with you, worth I'm, I'm gonna keep it all the way a buck with you. You know, Zillin mm-hmm. thinks he's funny asking me that type of question. You know, because off air, I've been very very vocal about what my feelers have done and or didn't do this free agency period, and I'm I, I'm not going to beat around the bush, ladies and gentlemen. I, I, I'm going to talk about it for a brief moment here at the outskirts of our show. You know, those of you guys are going to Tell me what you're mad, son. Tell me what you're mad, son. You know, yeah, I, I'm going to talk about it, man. To, to, to borrow a big, you know, a, a biggie fan, I, I got to talk. I got to tell them how I feel. You know what I'm saying? Um, but for those of you guys who've been listening to, to, to me here on Sports City, for any length of time, you guys have understood and known that I have wanted the Pittsburgh Steelers to make a significant splash this all season. For the first time in a very long time, we had an extreme amount of, of, of draft capital. We've had an extreme amount of, of, of cap um, leverage and, and, and cap 
uh, money to go spend on a, a splash-type player. And that splash-type player that I wanted was the one and only Deshaun Watson. And for those of you guys who have been um, under a rock over the past few days, you guys have understood that we did not make a play for Deshaun Watson. And in and, and totality, we signed the one and only former uh, second overall draft pick, Mitchell Trubisky. And for me, when the initial news broke, I was furious. I mean, there's no if, ands, or buts about it. TP likes to um, reference this time back uh, many, many years ago when uh, the Steelers lost to the Jets, and I jumped on the radio, and it was the expletive brigade uh, of just stuff coming out of my face. Um, and thanks the good Lord above that we weren't on air yesterday because it would have been a lot of the same. Um, I am, I'm much more calmer about it now, uh, 24 hours removed than I was, um, back then, but the still assigned Mitchell Trubisky to a two-year um, $17 million deal, which comes out to literally seven and a half uh, per with an exit uh, strategy should he crap the bed. Um, all things created equal, having 24 hours to sit back and kind of take a breath um, and understand that the big splash and the mortgaging of the, the, the farm, so to speak, is not what we do as an organization. Um, I'm okay. I'm, I'm not excited. I'm okay. And here's why. Subsequently, since that signing, we have made a significant amount of additions to our team. We signed two offensive linemen, uh, one of which mm-hmm. is familiar with Mitchell Trubisky from his time there in Chicago. We picked up a center that was formerly of the Arizona Cardinals, which allows us to bounce Kendrick Green uh, into a guard position, which I believe he's better suited to play said position. Uh, we also went mm-hmm. on and picked up a, 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 a corner uh, from the Buffalo Bills um, mm-hmm. to solidify a position of need. So the, the, the money that I wanted us to throw at one player, we have now been able to – to, to balance that and leverage that and use that to, to bolster our current roster um, and give us a lot more flexibility, and that's without spending a first-round draft pick. That's without using a second-round draft pick and or mortgage and future picks um, to go and throw that to Sean Watson. And I was just made aware of, based off of some research that I was doing practice show, because of Bud Dupree's departure last year, we was also gifted a supplemental fourth-round draft pick. Um, so we yep. have an additional yep. fourth-round draft pick um, that we can now go out and either use as trade or leverage or go out and stay pat and pick up another asset. So now that I've calmed down and was able to assess the situation, is Mitchell Trubisky who I wanted? Heck no. However, he does hit the bill of Matt Canada's offense. He is not very cheap. I mean, he's not very expensive. And if given the opportunity, much to what he wasn't given in Chicago, 
uh, with the weapons and the coaching and the culture that we have in Pittsburgh, he is set up a little bit better to be successful. Again, did I want Deshaun Watson? Yes, I did. But all things created equal, I do think Mitchell Trubisky is now set up in a better position to at least be more successful in Pittsburgh. Villain, I'm going to come to you, and then we do have a couple callers in kill. I'll, I'll make this brief. I agree with you, but I'll take it a step further. I don't think you're out of the uh, Deshaun Watson sweepstakes just because you picked up Mitchell Trubisky, and I'll tell you why. If you do make a trade for Deshaun Watson, you'll either package Trubisky in that deal or you'll keep him and probably maybe get rid of um, oh, Haskins who you kind of guaranteed at the end of last season. But either way, and we'll get to it with all the teams that are interested in Deshaun Watson is going to pay the price, right? He's going to be suspended, maybe for a couple games, most likely the whole season. If, if, if Ridley can get suspended for a year for gambling, I don't know how you can now turn around and not lay the hammer on Watson, depending on how it works out with this civil case. Mitchell Trubisky's okay, in the that. building. Hold on. Mitchell Trubisky's in the building as a stopgap. Either you draft Mills or not, well, yeah, um, Malik Willis, right? And you have him learn under Trubisky for a year or two, or you make that trade for Watson. Mitchell Trubisky starts for a year or half a year. Watson comes back, and then you do what you have to do to Trubisky, and you're done. I, I'm looking at it like that. I don't think Trubisky is the future. I think he's the stopgap for either the future quarterback, uh, the rookie, or Watson in the future. That's my that's my take. You know, I, I actually agree with you there. I I, I don't make any bones about um, him being a, a a future quarterback. I do believe based off the deal that he was given, um, he was given mm-hmm. a two year deal at seventeen mil. Um, you know, so with, with, with the one year, you know, he he he, he can try and see. This is pretty much the the, the try before you buy it stage. Now, if we touch sure. him in a bottle and he's able to go out there and ball out and he surpasses all our expectations, then at the end of this year, we'll reward him with a long-term deal. But if he goes out there and stinks the bed, I do believe that this doesn't, A, preclude us from drafting a quarterback um, in this upcoming draft, nor does it preclude us from being involved in any type of finance trade like you alluded to, um, you mm-hmm. know, to, to, to get Watson or anybody else. Let me uh, get this other call in queue. Mr. Harvey, man, what's going on, my man? How are we doing? Welcome to the NFL Front Office Show. Hey, what's going on, folks? Thanks for having me. Uh, you know, I was reading this post yesterday about this Pittsburgh mm-hmm. quarterback situation. Found it fairly interesting. And, but we've, we, a couple things. I want to draw two comparisons. First of all, is this Cordell Stewart 2.0 in Pittsburgh? I mean, a little bit different skill set, but it's funny how it kind of lines up. Cordell mm-hmm. went from Pittsburgh to Chicago. Now we've got another guy a generation later going from Chicago to Pittsburgh. So what happens there, hopefully? But I, I will say this. Um, I think that what this does, getting Trubisky right here, 
it makes sure that they don't have to reach. They don't have to. Uh, right. If they really like somebody that's there in the first round that's not a quarterback, they can go with it. They can take the players right. they want. They're not forced to right. pick a quarterback. Um, and here's the other thing. This isn't a rookie deal like what Mahomes was on when the Chiefs went to the Super Bowl when he was only making $4 million or whatever. Um, but this is also not the high-priced, uh, veteran-proven quarterback deal that some of these other guys are signing either. So you just hit on your point. Uh, they were able to sign a lot of other guys with some of that extra money. I agree they may not be out on Watson yet, but they were able to sign some extra guys. And keep in mind, man, like, um, as you start to see this continue to evolve, you're going to continue to see other teams try this route. So there's there's two proven routes that we see a lot, and you're going to see some teams decide they want to go with this, and that is you've got the rookie quarterbacks that aren't taking as much money off the cap, so then you can put a lot of money into the pieces around them. Then once that contract comes due and they start making that big money, you start trying to kick that can down the road and continue to rework money, a la what Mickey Loomis and the Saints did for years while they had Drew Brees. But the third option, choice C, which is not always an option before, is take a guy who we believe we can fix, who we believe has a pretty high upside, that we're going to get at a fairly reasonable price. And then that's going to give us a little bit of the best of both worlds, maybe a little bit of a proven veteran, not not quite as – uh, maybe his potential is not as high as some of these guys, but, you know, if, if he gets in a better situation, maybe it works out. But it does still allow, if if they do this, even if they pull the trigger on a quarterback this year, once again, you've heard it talked about before, thin class, Malik Lewis definitely may be the answer. But even if if for some reason they don't or they go with a rookie, this is still a move that allows them to spend more money uh, shoring up other areas. That team needs to continue to improve their offensive line, which they've already started to do. Uh, that team still needs some pieces. Nobody in that AFC North is far away from being able to win that division. Cincinnati just went from last to first, and they're going to be a problem again. But none of these teams, I mean, Cleveland may have the dimmest future, but they still got a pretty rock-solid defense. So, um it, this division is still there for the taking for any of these teams. And so uh, you can beef up that supporting cast and uh, and maybe make it work if this guy fixes it. Hey, he was a late bloomer in college too, right? Nobody was talking about it until his last year. So can he make some changes? Did he learn in Buffalo? Uh, I will say this. He's got more weapons around him. Uh, forget about the line, the, the offensive line, uh, even though that's going to be a little bit better. But he's got more weapons at, at He's got a better running back than he had a lot of his time in Chicago. He's got receivers around him. He's got the pieces to be successful. Um, the question now is, does he have the skill set? And I, I think if you do draft a rookie, you need a veteran in place for him to learn from and whatever. By all accounts, Trubisky was a good guy in Buffalo, and so maybe he'll be, uh, you know, maybe he'll be somebody that, that a young guy can study under if need be. But you know, it's it's not the end of the world. And you're right, it's not the future. Uh, it's not long term, but it is the present day for the Steelers. So here's my retort to to, to that, and I, I definitely 100 um, percent agree with you there. My question is this: So we go out and we spend the money on on, on Mitchell Trubisky. You know, I wonder if we went out and let's say in round two, round three, 
and draft a quarterback, you know, what does that do for his psyche? Like, this is a guy who, in my opinion, you know, has always he, – he, I mean, he was given the keys to the castle, and then all of a sudden the Bears go out and, you know, bring in, you know, Nick Foles, and they bring in, you know, another quarterback, uh, you know. So I, I, I want to give Mitchell Trubisky the, the, the opportunity to – to have a clean slate. I want to give Mr. Trubisky the opportunity to go out there and literally show us what he's capable of. Um, one of the biggest knocks that I had on my Steeler offense last year was that it wasn't tailor-made for old Big Ben. You know, this this RPO read option type stuff that uh, Matt Canada has skilled set in did not fit the old Wiley veteran, but with Mitchell Trubisky, that's exactly what he does. You know, I had to do some digging and do some research on it again. Once again, as my as my temper calms down, um, and again, I'm not going to pick us to go and win, you know, 14 games and all that type of stuff, um, but I do think that if Mitchell Trubisky is healthy and that if, if, if we play sound football, around him, he's going to be successful. Call the number is 929-477-2759. Go ahead and hit that number one button if you want to get brought onto the air with us. We'll definitely get you on. Um, somebody that always has their hand up um, is president and CEO of the Teddy Bridgewater Fan Club. That's the one and only James Greenwood. What's going on, my man? How are we doing today? I'm, a, I'm shocked to hear from you. At this moment, when I talk about Teddy Bridgewater to, to the Dolphins, yeah, but you want to talk to me about Mitch Trubisky. What's going on, Greenwood? <laughs> I'm I'm doing good. How are you doing today, Sirius? I'm good. I'm good. You hit the topic at hand. I decided to lead with, you know, Mitchell Trubisky, um, and you kind of heard my take on it after I calmed down, and you heard uh, Mr. Harvey as well as, as as our co-host, Mr. Villain. Give me your take on the whole situation. Um, and then we're going to go ahead and pivot to another topic. So I think, and this is something that's pretty common when you look at brand new head coaches, is that they always get um, one or two veteran but cheap veteran players from their old system. I mean, sometimes they go out and get, you know, the guys from their systems. But more often than not, you see, like, backup quarterbacks or – smarter wide receivers, um, a few offensive linemen. Um, it, it's, so I don't think by any stretch the um, the Pittsburgh Steelers are done. Um, I think there's a distinct possibility that they look in the first round of the draft if um, if the, the kid from Pitt's available. Um, they they might take a swing at him in, in the, in the uh, lower first round or wherever they're drafting. Um there's a few other potential um, guys out there. I think Malik Willis will definitely be gone by then. Um, I, I think he'd probably be the first quarterback taken. But um, they'll try to bring the – because none of these guys are first-year starters anyway. So they'll put Trubisky in as kind of a bridge quarterback between Big Ben and hopefully their first-round pick quarterback – that will be the quarterback of the future, quote unquote. If not, they'll recharge and try again, just like every other team in the league. But I don't think Trubisky's anywhere close to um, 
the the long term answer in in Pittsburgh. Understandably so, man. Calling, I uh, believe, from the Skype number. What's your name? Welcome to the NFL Front Office Show. Talk about Mr. Bisky. Uh, what's on your mind? Um, times in our lives, we all have faith. <laughs> we all <laughs> have sorrow. But if we are wise, we know that there's Always tomorrow. Lean on me. Lean on me. <laughs> when you're not I'll be your friend. I'll help you carry <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. Everything's going to be all right. There, there. There, there. There, there. there. It's okay. Every, everything's going to be all right, man. Everything's going to be all right. Um, I, I don't know which way you go. I think it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be an interesting situation. I think it's going to be a quarterback drama situation uh, between Mason and Mitch. I actually favor Mason. I think Rudolph will end up still being a starter. It's just interesting that they get Trubisky right now because Trubisky just made it from Chicago to Buffalo to now being a Pittsburgh within the realm of, what, two, three seasons. So we'll see what he has. If if Tomlin goes to him to be the starter, he's going to have to be impressive in, you know, offseason and then preseason to see what he looks like. But um, if he beats Mason Rudolph out, I'd be impressed. Um, I think they will go after a quarterback in the draft. It's interesting to see how that may end up going. Um, I wonder what they do with Haskins. If Haskins is going to sit there and, and just get, you know, pummeled by media or not get any play or production, how highly he was covered coming out of OSU and not getting out there to play any longer, that, that's interesting in itself. But I think it's going to be a, a carousel right now. I think Rudolph will end up being a starter. I, I don't think Trubisky just comes in there and takes the job. Um, I, I feel like Rudolph has actually started, uh, especially even though it was a, a bad little situation when Ben went down and, you know, getting clunked upside the head by, uh, Bat, you know, Garrett in that game up against the Browns. Like, you, I think Rudolph should have something in his tank until they get a, a surefire starter. I don't think Trubisky is the guy that they hit the, uh, the Steelers to, no less. Um but, yeah, also with the, the, the Sean Watson dilemma, um, I'm just glad that this is, you know, you're starting to see the light at the end of the road. I don't, I disagree. I, I think he'll actually play. I could care less on what they try to come up with, some civil situation or whatever. I think if, as soon as he finds a suitor to play, I doubt the Texans jump at him. I think he'll be playing football soon. It, it's it's just going on for far too long. Um, but we'll we'll see how that all pans out. Um, um, well, I don't know. Did you try to say something? I was, but I didn't know you was done. Go ahead, go ahead. I, I, I jump and I figure it out. No, and, and just with all of the moves across the board, but obviously with this quarterback situation within uh, Pittsburgh and uh, depending on where Houston goes with Deshaun, if they end up getting him to go to Carolina or they say Atlanta's getting aggressive, I think it's more or less going to look like an NFC South situation. I think he wants to play closer to home too. So we, yeah, we'll see how this all pans out. But right now, it's happy to see that he could actually get out there and play or potentially go on to New Orleans, too, and, you know, Mike's here. So that's another team that could yeah, be yeah. But I don't I don't like him in New Orleans without Peyton. Sean Peyton have to be there. I, I think that the Saints will decline uh, without Sean Peyton being there. That's just me. So here's my only take on that. I actually agree with you. Um, I, I do think uh, he played this year. You know, I do believe that once, you know, 
he finds an NFL team. I, I do think Roger Goodell and the inconsistencies of the, the, the penalization of players is going to kick in, and I do believe that, you know, he'll be hit with some type of suspension. I do believe that he'll appeal it, um, and I do think it'll be reduced. So I do think – I don't expect him to be under center, um, you know, week one, but I do expect him to play a good portion uh, of the season, um, you know, before, you know, it's too long. Call the numbers 929 I do think we got a friend of the program, Brad. What's going on, man? Welcome back to the kitchen, man. How are we doing this evening? We're talking uh, Mr. Biscuit to the Steelers, man. What's going on? Hey, how you guys doing? Thanks for having me back on. Yeah, I was listening to you guys here. I think the Mitchell Trubisky signing is interesting because you guys kind of talked about him being a bridge guy, and I agree with it. I think it's actually a, kind of an underrated move by Pittsburgh because – where they're drafting at 20 in the draft, there's no guarantee that they're going to be able to get one of these top quarterbacks. And we know that this isn't a strong quarterback class in general. <clears throat> so with that being said, there might not be a guy that they really love anyway. I know a lot of people have said that there's rumors linking them to Malik Willis, but there's a decent chance that he's not available at 20. So I think getting a guy like Mitchell Trubisky – is just kind of an insurance plan. It, it brings in a guy, a, a veteran quarterback who's still fairly young, who can at least bridge that gap while you find the next guy. So I think it's kind of an underrated move. If they get a guy like a Malik Willis or maybe they get a Kenny Pickett or a Desmond Ritter, <clears throat> one of these uh, quarterbacks, maybe they like one of these guys. I don't think any of them are NFL ready right out the gate. And so it also could provide you a gap year to let that young quarterback develop behind Trubisky as well. So I think from that standpoint, it was a really savvy move by the Steelers organization. I, I definitely agree with you guys. I definitely agree with you there, Brad. I mean, that, that, again, after I initially calmed down, you know, uh, these guys will tell you in, in, in the group thread I was throwing all kinds of haymakers because I was pissed. I wanted Deshaun Watson. Sir, 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 sir. It, it was not fantastic. It was not fantastic. I, I was at work puffing on my inhaler, and I ain't done that since the Steelers lost to the Jets. Not going to lie. I was heated. Um, but after I calmed down, you know, I, mm. I, I definitely started to piece, piece that together. Um, and, again, you know, I, I don't think we spend the first round draft pick on on a quarterback to be paying the office because with, with Mitchell Trubisky being the bridge, I think we use the first and second round draft pick on, on a potential offensive lineman, uh, defensive lineman, uh, maybe a dress corner or something like that. But I do like the kid out of Cincinnati River um, late in, 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 in the third round, possibly fourth round, uh, if he's there. You know, I think it was um, – I, I, I think it was Dylan who said that, that us draft, uh, us picking up uh, Trubisky gives us the opportunity to not result. It's Mr. Harvey who said that it, it gives us the opportunity to not have to reach um, for a quarterback. And it also assures us that, that, in my opinion, that we've got, you know, one of the best quarterbacks in this free agency class. Um, you know, when you look at what the commanders did, spending 28 mil on a trade for, for Carson Wentz, when you look at, you know, what the Miami Dolphins did by, 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 by getting a, a, a Teddy Bridgewater who has yet to solidify himself as a starter for, 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 for many years. When you look at, at what the New York Giants did 
you know, going out and getting a Tyrod Taylor. Again, we'll talk about all of these moves later on in the show. You know, Jimmy G still hasn't been picked up and or traded for yet, and he's coming off the shoulder. Um, when, when we look at, you know, the, the, the class of free agency big picture, Mitchell Trubisky is, is kind of stands out against the bunch. And, if, you know, you look at his body of work, he does look a little bit um, like, you know, the, 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 the bootleg version of potential Josh Allen with his arm strength, his ability to, to maneuver in the pocket. And you combine that with the Matt Canada re-option type offense, he fits the bill. Um, I did want to pivot off of the Steelers and Mitchell Trubisky because as a Steelers fan here in the kitchen, I can talk about that for the 90 minutes of the show. Uh, we did have a quarterback who unretired, and that is the one and only Tom Brady. Sure. And he was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead. Hold on one second. I'm going to go ahead and recant here. Mr. Harvey, what you got for me? No, really quick before you go down that, that avenue. I yeah, think talking, that talking. there's I think there's going to be some suspension for Watson. I think it'll get appealed down, kind of like what you saw happen with Ben and other people. Um, so I, you know, I, I could be wrong, uh, but I think I think probably at least three to four games. I, I think there's a, there's a good chance that Deshaun's going to miss some action this year. Um, yeah, I, I definitely second that. I mean, again. The NFL is very, very inconsistent with how they penalize players. Uh, we talked about this on last on last week's uh, free-for-all, how, again, Calvin Ridley is going to be suspended a year for gambling his own bread. Uh, but we got men who have been accused and convicted of domestic, you know, violence, um, and they get four to six games depending upon – uh, how many times they did it, or the severity of said crime. It doesn't make sense. You know, Deshaun Watson beat the the um, the the criminal charges. Uh, he had civil suits, and because the NFL is inconsistent, it makes me mad. But we're going to press on. Tom Brady decided to unretire, uh, then retire for all of 40, 40 days, and he, and he comes back like Jordan wearing the four or five. Um, the significance of this is, is huge because I, I do believe that Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, were in conversation with them. Um, I think that the timing of this um, speaks volumes because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had to decide uh, what they were going to do with their free agency decisions, where they were going to allocate resources, where they're going to be in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes, uh, if you will, before Tom Brady. Uh, came back, you know, he was linked to possibly going to Tampa Bay. Um, and now that Tom Brady has returned, uh, they have kind of, you know, quietly pulled out of Deshaun Watson. But they went out and spent some money signing Russell Gage, uh, going to get his former running mate um, in, in New England. Uh, so uh, I'm going to go down the line as you guys came in. Brad, you were the last one in. Uh, give me your position on this Deshaun, not Deshaun Watson, but Tom Brady on retiring and the significance that it plays on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for what they're going to be able to do as far as free agency. And kind of give me a crystal ball. What moves do you think they're going to make coming up next? 
Well, it's a massive shift. Like you alluded to, it's a massive shift in the NFL when you're talking about a guy who we know is one of the greatest of all time, to have him come back. And he was playing at such a high level. We, we almost forget how good this guy was playing just a few months back when he threw a league-high uh, touchdowns and a league-high in passing yards. He had a comeback just fall short against the Rams in the playoffs. Otherwise, they might be a team that's right back in the Super Bowl mix. This is still a really good football team, and when him, with him back, it shifts everything in that division. It shifts everything in the NFC. Uh, I just saw recently Action Network, after Tom Brady re-signed with Tampa, they jumped up to the second-best odds to win the Super Bowl, according to that website, only behind the Buffalo Bills. So if you want to talk about a massive impact, prior to him signing, I believe it was 50-1, to 1, something like that, and they've jumped all the way to the second uh, favorite in this league as a legit Super Bowl contender. And that's how good of a player he is, and that's how good he's still playing this late in his career. And quite frankly, as a fan of the game, as a fan of the NFL, I'm extremely excited because this is a guy who's so fun to watch. At 45 years old, it's unprecedented what he's been able to do and to play at this level. There's just no reason to walk away when you can still play the game at the level that he does. I do think they're going to try to work out deals with guys like Leonard Fournette and some possibly some other key players to try to keep the band together, so to speak. I don't know what moves they're going to do outside of that, but the core of the team is still pretty good. I know they made, uh, they're going to need to address the interior offensive line, and that could, could be a combination of free agency and possibly uh, some draft picks as well. But when you've got Tom Brady, you've got a chance, and this is the team that's going to be dangerous again next season. I definitely agree with you there. Um, you know, I, I, I don't think it shocked anybody that, that Tom Brady came back. Um, I, know, I know we here in the kitchen was kind of putting a clock on it. I honestly thought that it would, you know, he would wait until, you know, he got done with training camps. I mean, this is a guy who's done it so many times. I don't even think he needs training camp. Um, but I thought he would, you know, wait till he came back. But, again, the timing of it. Was, impo- was important to, you know, kind of let the Tampa Bay Buccaneers know, hey, I'm coming back, go get me some pieces. TP, I'll, I'll come to you first, sir. I'll come to you next, man. You know, you you, you got a jingle you'd like to see a thing about the zoo named Brady, man. But the timing of this uh, comes as no shock to anybody. Um, tell me your position on, on Tom Brady coming back, and what do you think the Bucks go from here? Here's the story. I have a guy named Brady. It ain't stopping now. Dang. I I thought it was over. I thought I I really thought it was done. I was like, okay, he surprised the world with that and uh <clears throat> now all of a sudden, um you guys could all blame Ronaldo or you know, he he basically Brady went to a game overseas in Europe and I think during yeah. the game or somewhat near the end of the game, he's like, you're finished, right? And then Brady's like, I don't know yet. And then the next day he said he's out of retirement. It's like, this dude is amazing. Um, but I do want to give you credit, you know, to all of the Steelers fans that are here. Um, I don't think he wanted to retire at the same time as Ben Roethlisberger. I think he wants Ben to, like, let him have his day in the sun. I don't think – Tom is going to play two seasons. I think this is going to be his last season. I, I don't think he liked the way that the season ended, him bleeding from the mouth, losing the way that they lost, like all types of 
you know, debacles happening during that game up against the Rams. It's it just so much that happened. And um, I don't think he's comfortable with leaving with Antonio Brown, throwing the shoulder pads and saying, oh, Tom needs help. He's relying on this. He can't do things. I think Tom has that niche on his shoulder now, too, to be like, you know what? He called me out. I had to do living in my house with my kids and my wife, everything else, and this didn't go right. Like, run this back. I don't care how it goes down. And they have to sign a lot of the free agents that they have out there because it's a good list. It's a good list of players that uh, the Bucks are missing off of that roster. So we got to see which way the uh, front office tried to bring a good amount of them back. But there's a ton of them that are, you know, free agents right now. But, Nevertheless, I mean, I still feel like they're in the fight with Brady around. They did uh, get another name uh, as a receiver to bring in there uh, with Gage coming in. So I think that kind of helps Godwin because they they put a good amount of stock into Godwin after him having a season-ending injury and seeing if they could get Gronk to be comfortable back there again. I think Gronk safe put, even though he was talking about he would go play with Burrow. But, um, I mean, as long as Brady's in the fight, I I feel like he's still – one of them quarterbacks that you got to worry about, regardless of who's on his roster, he still could make things happen. Um, but it's it's tough, man. And, and I know that, you know, you see $200 million go to Aaron Rodgers. It's like, is Aaron Rodgers still a threat? Like, because Brady's knocked him off. Garoppolo's knocked him off. Like, now Brady's back. Like, if he's not successful, it puts a lot of pressure on the Packers. It puts pressure on the Cowboys with all of the dumb stuff that they've done right now. Like, everybody's on notice right now. You better sit at the edge of your seat. In the words of Terrell Owens, get your popcorn ready. Yeah, I, I definitely feel you. I definitely feel you on that one. Dylan, man, you've been awfully quiet back there, man. I understand that you got to, you know, write your articles about how bad the Giants are. But, you know, take take a break for a minute. Talk to me about Tom Brady. Um, comes back out of retirement, man. Give me a position on that. <laughs> Yeah, listen, I'm very happy with what the Giants are doing so far. I like the Tyrod Taylor and, and the two offensive linemen, Gorkowski and all that. So I, I like what they're doing so far. But listen, um, Tom Brady, how selfish. So selfish. So, 40 days, 40 days and he's back. It's all about his ego. I mean, we had the selection Sunday. We had baseball coming back. Free agency about to start. And then he dropped a Tom bomb and then checked it all down for his ego. What a selfish, self-centered son of a you. Nah, listen. It's so easy to get there right now. You know, Aaron Rodgers ain't doing nothing but catching checks. Stafford proved it again. This is an easy tactic, and it's like he doesn't. He has nothing to prove, but he doesn't care. Like, you know, like I bet the white. I bet Giselle kicked him out of the house. Like, uh, why are you putting up with this? For a couple more, you just go out there and play. I'm tired of this. I, you know, 40 days in retire, like, nah, just go, just get out the house, go do something, you know, you know do something with your time. So, like, I, that's why I'm like, it, it doesn't surprise me. I don't think, I think we were all more surprised that he didn't come back than that he, he actually, you know, decided to come back, right? So, I mean, we were giving him his yeah. flowers, but I think this, hopefully, this is his last year. I hope he really gets the recognition around the league that he deserves. Um, I, I hope he really gets, um, you know, like the rocking chair treatment from everybody. Um, and he still has a good chance to win. They're building a team. They have work to do down there, right? They still have pieces to put together. Um, you know, they got. I think they lost um, an offensive lineman to the to the to the Bengals. To the Bengals, so, yeah. Um, yeah, so they they got some holes to plug. 
Um, they might not get Sue back. They might not get JPP back. So there's some pieces that they got to put together to get, you know, back to um, that championship level. But they're not that far off. The division's terrible. The Cowboys are taking a major step back. I don't like what they're doing. Um, you know, the, the Rams, you know, they gave up a lot of picks. They put all the chips in this year. Hopefully that can come back for this year. They got a good path to get back. I don't blame Tom for wanting to come back right. and give it a shot. They only got to face ask, one AFC ask, team, not all of them. Let me ask you this question, just, you know, just to double-click on what you said. Uh, last year when, when Ben Roethlisberger was playing, everybody and their mother knew it, it was his last year. And so in and, and stadiums and everything, opponents, you know, fans gave him his flowers. Like, they, they, they stopped the game. They – you know, talked about it on social media and and and, and in the and, and you know in the networks. Do you think that Tom Brady somewhat is frustrated? Again, kind of double clicking on what CP said. You know, AB said you know he can't do it without him. This, that, and the third. But he never got his swan song. He never got the the, the banners thanking him and this, that, and the third like like other legends uh, got before him. Do you think that matters to Tom? Do you think? that was a driving force as to the reason why he come, came back. I understand Ronaldo no. out there, you know, giving hat tricks or whatever the case may be, but do you think that has something to do with it? No. No. I, you I don't. I, I don't. No. I, I, no. I think, honestly, he, he came back because it's a drug. It's addicting. Winning's addictive. And he could still it win. Is, is. He could still play at that level. He probably should have been the MVP, right? So, if you if you're at that level, why leave? Why, why? you know what yeah. I mean? Like if you could still do it, Mr. Harvey, go ahead, buddy. I yeah, I so I he's been the most prolific winner under center, and ever seven Super Bowls. Uh, listen, they they weren't going away his first year in Tampa. Uh, this year, by all measures, though. He had a completely banged up offensive line. He had one really good wide receiver still. Um, everybody else was kind of banged up. They had some injuries on the defensive side, and he almost still brought them all the way back in that game. Now, the Rams had to help him, but he still almost brought them all the way back. So, to TP's point from earlier, anytime Tom Brady's under center and you got a decent cast around him at all, uh, even if you have some subpar people in, in places on the field, um, anytime Tom Brady's under center, his team has a chance to win. And uh, so, uh, just like Brad said, they're right now the the second most likely team to win the Super Bowl uh, according to their numbers. Uh, yeah, I, I think he came back to chase another championship. Does he need to do it to prove to anybody? No. I don't think he wants a huge swan song. I think that was one of the things that made Kobe the most uncomfortable about his last year, believe it or not. Uh, even though he did it because Kobe's still trying to compete. And I I am pretty sure that I heard that at one point, not long after he hung him up, that Kobe and, and Mr. Brady sat down and talked about some of that stuff. And so um, he may do it. Um, if he does, though, it'll be because – uh, people around him, the league, and or people from Tampa push him to to get that rec- that that recognition. So if he does t- sort of get his swan song in different places and whatever, I think it'll be 
Uh, I think he'll have to kind of be convinced of it. I don't think he's going to play much longer, maybe one more year, maybe two. Uh, but I, I think it's a, a year-to-year thing. This whole retirement thing to me felt premature when it got broken in the first place. And then a few days later you heard them say, well, not confirmed. He's still kind of throwing it over or whatever. So when he decided to come back, I was definitely not surprised. But it definitely changes the landscape. Instead of Godwin and, and Evans healthy uh, with, you know, if Scotty Miller's still there, Gage is the number three or four option with what he can do on special teams too. Uh, there are a lot of things to like uh, about Tampa and obviously a lot of things to like with uh, TB under under center. So, uh, yeah, it just definitely changes the landscape, not only of the, of the NFC South and not only the NFC, but the entire league as indicated by those Super Bowl odds. Greenwood, you've been awfully quiet back there. I understand, once again, we're not talking about your, your, your BFF, Teddy Bridgewater, just said. We are talking about the one they call the GOAT, Tom Brady. Um, he decided to unretire. Um, give me a position on him, my man. Yeah, I know. We're, we're not talking about the true GOAT, Teddy Bridgewater, quite yet. We're, we're saving the best for last. <laughs> I understand. I, I, Wait, I understand. Where you got traded? Where you got traded? How many times, how many people we've been on in the past six years? That's how we add to our jersey collection, TP. That, wait, that's know, the only wait, reason. Did you answer my question? How many teams have you been on in the, like, the last six years? How many teams? Um, I believe it's five. Saints, and he's a goat? Vikings. Oh, okay. You can put, no no yep. further questions here, It's okay. No, that's it. Yeah, that, the, that's the enough. He's the goat. He's the goat. Yeah, right. He's, 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 he's the goat. He's a bat. We'll all learn when he wins the Super Bowl for Miami. <laughs> After he, yeah, beats, right. uh, after he beats Tua for the starting job. Anyway, anyway. Listen, listen, I'm going to tell you how bad of a goat he is. He's backing up Tua. That's the worst part about it. No further questions, Your Honor. What are you backing up Tua? Um, so, so, I mean, what really happened, uh, the, the villain is right. The villain and I don't agree on many things, but the villain is right on this one. This is all Thank about you. Tom's ego. But this is not about Tom's ego about uh, necessarily about when he made the decision to come back, but this is totally about Tom's ego. He took a look at the NFC, and he saw the Green Bay Packers who constantly choke. He saw the San Francisco 49ers who, um, who are a team starring a brand-new starting quarterback, we, which – the last time one of them won a Super Bowl was Ben Roethlisberger, if I remember correctly. Then, um, which, which I mean, the first year they start, not necessarily their first year in the league. Um, then you look at the rest of the NFC. You've got the Rams, who are struggling to keep the band together, but they're trying, and nothing else except for now, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's got a one-three shot. I'd take those odds at a Super Bowl. So he's coming back for that reason. The team said that they could get it, they could make it work. And Tom's looking at the competition and seeing nothing. And really no avenue other than Deshaun Watson 
for any of them to get any better. He's guaranteed a minimum of playoff spot unless he gets injured. So that's why he came back, to try try for one more ring and to go out in the sunset the way that he's – that every NFL quarterback dreams, and that's with yet another Super Bowl on his uh, on his on his hand, which I think would be what eight. Yeah, he's he's going for eight. So, yeah, if he again, plays beyond that, that, he starts playing for the thumbs. That that that's my original thought process. You know, I I mean, again, he wants to ride off into the sunset his own way. You know, and so again, so what you guys are saying, you know, the NFC uh, appears to be the easier path. Therefore, essentially, again, I, I could see a point where his ego, you know, kind of started to kind of percolate a little bit. He didn't like how his retirement initially got handled. You know, Giselle, you know, kicked him out of the house in 40 days. I mean, Noah was on the boat for 40 days, so he had the no experience. But, I mean, ultimately, Tom Brady is back, you know, and I do believe that because of his return, um, what's going to happen now is that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to be in the thick of things. Before we move on and talk about other free agency, let me go ahead and pay some bills here. Here's a listen to our ad from PHR Apparel. This portion of our program is brought to you by PHI Apparel Company. PHI Apparel Company provides unique designs and high-quality clothing for the great fans of the Philadelphia area. With their original designs for all, there's no doubt that they'll stand out in the crowd. Act now and listeners can use the promo code CHEFS for 15% off any apparel when you shop online at phiapparel.co. That's phiapparel.co. Remember to use the promo code CHEFS for 15% off. Act now while supplies last. Definitely. Can I ask a quick question quality. before you get get going away from that? Can I ask a quick question? Talk to me. Talk to me, man. Talk to me. Why? Why? Why wouldn't it be about his ego? Is that a bad thing? Like, like they they say that, and he's in his mid going to his late forties. What would it be? What, is that a bad thing? His ego? Like, I I don't know. Like pride. Like, would no, that go? I don't. I don't say it's a bad like, thing. I say, like, I say it's a thing. Like, I, I, I think it's wait, a thing. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, huh? Like I, I don't get it. Like, if if you still have the ability to play, like at this point in time, and you're at the top of the league, like, wouldn't pride and ego play a part in you coming back? Especially the way that that shit went down. Excuse me, how that went down uh, the past two months ago. Like, I, I would think that has something to play. What what is it? Like, and we don't know what he thinks because it's, it's always somebody saying something negative about him. It's like. Now you got to start to appreciate greatness. Like, I looked at it the same way that I did not like and A lot of people here hold the same fire toward Brady the way that I looked at Kobe. But then when Kobe's career started to come to an end, it's like, wait, I got to appreciate what we got here because you don't know what you got till it's gone. And the way he left, he put up 60 leaving. And it's like, that was left in him. You know what I'm saying? Like, what if Brady, I don't want to see him get eight rings, but it's like, what if he get his eighth ring and went on a – a comeback drive and win by field goal. That's Brady S. Like, like I, I don't know. Like, I, I think that's the makeup of him at the end of the day. And, and again, like I said, I don't really feel like he want to steal that that shine from Ben on on their uh, 
you know, both of them get because I think Ben is a, a first battle Hall of Famer. I, I'm I'm not taking that away from Roethlisberger. As much as people may pile on Ben, I'm a big Ben fan. I can't lie. But just think if they go in at the same time, you know what I mean? Terrible towel's gonna be a Canton. He gonna see it be fifty fifty. You know he gonna want to see that day by himself, by himself. You know what I mean? Like at least that's how I feel. I, I don't know how everybody else may feel about that, but I feel like that that's like a rain on each other's parade. You know what I'm saying? At least that's how I'm looking at it. Dylan, go ahead and respond. Okay, okay. Well, Dylan's done talking. We're going to press on there. Can you hear, can you um, hear me? The, I got you can, now. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I hear you. I hear yeah, you. All right. Um, all right, good. Yeah, something my, my phone. Um, Yeah, I think it's about ego. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think if he didn't have an ego, he wouldn't be where he was. I think he, that's the guy that took – Drew, Bre- Drew Bledsoe's spot, right? Drew Bledsoe was the the chosen one in New England, throwing 400-yard games and leading them to the playoffs. I think that ego got him to where he is. So I, when I say it's his ego, I don't I mean that as a joke, but I don't mean that as a bad thing. I think that's why he's coming back because I think his 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 his, his makeup won't let him retire if he's not on top and still throwing for over what 5,000 yards and stuff. So um, props to him. Like a lot of, and I said it to, I said it to a friend of mine when we were talking about it. I think he would regret not coming back knowing he still could do it. I, I mean, and, and a lot of people do that at what, 35, 36, he's at 45, you know, 46, you know what I mean? And still could do it, but he would still have that. Damn. I should have came back for one more year. I know I could have done it. Like, so there's leaving no doubt. Even no doubt in his mind. I'm happy for him, you know, and I think I think Mike said it. I think he retired prematurely. I think it was the thing of the loss. It was draining. He got beat up a little bit. I think this is the best thing for him. You know, I, I, I will say this, man. You know, you, you can't get to where Tom Brady is or, or you know, you know, you reference Kobe or the, the, the great um, – without having a, 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 an enormous ego, you know. And I, I do believe that the way Tom Brady went out, I, I do think it ate at him. Um, you know, the way the Buccaneers got exposed and manhandled in, 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 in that playoff game. Um, and, again, case could be made that he could have won MVP. So, again, I, I, I think it, it was the perfect storm. Um, and he was like, you know what, I'm a guard on my terms. I, I, I don't I, I don't agree with the fact that he didn't want to spoil Ben Roethlisberger's day because ultimately I think you know Ben would have shared it with him um, because ultimately the goal is to get into the hall you know the, the, the amount of times that Big Ben and, and Brady played in AFC championships and big games and you know it, it would have been Tom Brady and Big Ben you know, add it once again for the spotlight and obviously baseball for the history and baseball for everything that Tom Brady's done, he would have, you know, had the bigger crowd, but I, I was going anyway. It, it, it's irrelevant. But we do got to press on, gentlemen. Uh, we got a lot to cover. Uh, I, I, I may talk to the powers that be to get us a little more time, but we need to talk about free agency that has kicked off. Um, and what I wanted to do um, – you know, Mr. Harvey, I, I will start with you. There's a lot of names that was plucked off the free agent market uh, when free agency started going on yesterday. I wanted to give you the opportunity to kind of bat lead off and give me your top two 
uh, names that were called off the free agency, and I wanted you to give me a name or two of free agency uh, guys that um, are still out there. Uh, so, Mr. Harvey, the floor is yours. Talk to me about free agency there. Okay. So, um, as far as a couple of names that um, have already signed, I mean, obviously, obviously Brady coming back, but that's not necessarily free agency. I, I still like what I still like, um, and I guess this was more of a, a trade, but I like what the Chargers did um, to get Khalil Mack, and that's not a free agent, but putting him on the other side with Joey Bosa, I felt like that was a perfect um, counterpunch uh, to Denver pulling out, uh, getting a quarterback right there. Um well, the Chargers did get J.C. Jackson, though. To, to your point, I right. mean, they did sign him as a free agent. So, right, and so uh, I like that. I, you know, I, I, uh, I thought the, uh, you know, uh, definitely some some interesting moves. I thought the Randy Gregory thing was uh, kind of interesting. How he said he was going to go to the Cowboys, and all of a sudden, last second, pulled the old Okie Doke and, and signed with Denver. Uh, just happened today, so I thought that was uh, that was a little bit interesting. I, Jordan Hicks um, signing with the Vikings is, is kind of interesting. What are they doing? But I, I think he's a nice player. Um, and then, like we talked about earlier today, I like what what um, what Pittsburgh has kind of done as far as um, as far as other free agents uh, out there. It's, it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens uh, with, with a few of these uh, with a few of these wide receivers still kind of floating around, and and who goes where, and um, also as we see these cuts happen as this, as, as teams get into this this new league year, um, you know what what cuts are going to be ha- have to be made by certain teams just to make room under the cap for them to get there, and, and you know who can. Uh, who can pull up quick and retrieve them, like Sir Mixlot said, uh, said back in the day, um, you know, to go on their roster. So um, as far as as far as names, I, like I said, I thought the Gregory thing was, was, was very interesting. Uh, the way it panned out, I do like uh, Jordan Hicks on that, on that defense for the, uh, for the Vikings. And uh, I'm just curious to see how the rest of the dominoes fall, man. Like um, to me, the the things that 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 really get the thing that I'm I'm most interested to see what what can figure out is what do the Packers do with Devontae Adams? Uh, I feel like they have to get something worked out with him. Um, you brought Rodgers back. You kind of put everything. Um, you kind of put all your chips down on the table to try to make one more run. Uh, obviously, you, you're going to do that if you're going to give this guy this kind of a game changing type of. Uh, type of contract. So what happens there, he says he's not playing on just the franchise tag. So, um, you know, does he get his money? I'll be interested to see how that unfolds. And of course we all want to see what happens with, um, we all want to see what happens with Deshaun Watson. I know that's not, uh, I know that's not free agency, but uh, that's, that's the one that I've been looking at for, uh, you know, basically a year to, to just kind of see what happens. Uh, and kind of like you, uh, I've been hoping that my team can be a player in those sweepstakes, so we'll see what happens. 
Definitely, man, definitely. Brad, you've been, you've been awfully quiet back there in the cut. I'm going to give you an opportunity to just speak your piece, man. Free agency has started with a bang. We had some names come off the board. Um, so I wanted to see where your thought was uh, with some names that came off the board. Um, and then if you want to kind of look inside and see who's still out there, um, some names of note, you know, Cordell Patterson is still available. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster is still available just to kind of give you something to think about, um, you know. But go ahead and talk to me about some guys that, you know, did find homes. Um, you know, pick some names out of a hat, talk about how you felt about their new home, um, and then go ahead and talk to me about some names that, you know, are still looking. Yeah, I think the biggest free agent signing, at least maybe the most impactful one, is J.C. Jackson. I know we briefly touched on that, the cornerback going to the Chargers. This is a premier player. This is one of the best cornerbacks in the entire NFL, and he's going to be a big upgrade for the Chargers. I think that was an outstanding signing by them. There's a couple under-the-radar signings that I wanted to touch on. One was the Carolina Panthers picking up running back, Uh, Deontay Foreman on a one-year deal. He's a really underrated player, a big physical running back. He's going to bring them a different running style to to, to that team and really solidify them in the backfield. I think that's a really under-the-radar move that I liked a lot. Another under-the-radar move that I am a big fan of is the Steelers bringing in uh, Bills cornerback Levi Wallace on a two-year, $8 million deal. That's a really affordable signing $4 million a year for a guy who's been a really solid cornerback for the Bills the last couple years. And going to a team that really needs help in the secondary, I thought that was kind of a – uh, under-the-radar move that a lot of people aren't talking about, but I think it's really going to upgrade that secondary for the Steelers. As far as some under or some guys that are still available, two guys that really jump out to me is Tyron Matthew. Uh, this is a guy who's one of the most versatile safeties in the league. He can play all over the field. We know how big of a playmaker he's been for the Kansas City Chiefs these last couple of years, and he's a guy that I think still has a lot of gas in the tank, He can play in the box. He can play in the slot. He can just cover a lot of different places on your team. He can really play all over the field and make an impact for any secondary. I think he's a a guy who can play in multiple styles of defense. So I'm a little surprised somebody hasn't scooped him up. And another guy that jumps out to me is Odell Beckham Jr., This is a guy who's got the skills of a number one wide receiver. He's been a big-time playmaker in this league. Injuries have been an issue for him, and that's kind of been the one thing that's kind of held his career back, so to speak. But when he's healthy, we know how explosive he is. We know how good he can be separating from cornerbacks, big touchdown uh, threat, just a really good wide receiver and a guy that I think for the right price could definitely upgrade a wide receiver room for any team. I definitely agree with the Odell Beckham thing. My, my only hiccup in the Gita with him um, is the fact that, you know, he did get injured in the Super Bowl with the ACL and MCL. Uh, no, it was just the ACL. Uh, so the timetable on his availability to a team is going to be significantly uh, in question. So if I'm a team that, you know, wants a 29-year-old, I'm not to worry about, okay, what, what, what's he going to be able to give me coming off the of ACL? Um, for me, I'll go ahead and go here. There's, there's a couple names that, that are on uh, the list that I am shocked have not 
uh, gone off the board yet, um, and they may go tomorrow. And I, it's going to be defense for me. Uh, Bobby Wagner um, is a do-it-all type of guy. And the fact that Seattle let him walk um, and he hasn't been picked up by anybody as of yet um, is baffling because his resume speaks for itself. Just the guy that can play sideline to sideline can, can, can cover a uh, tight end or, or running back out of the backfield. I, I don't think I've ever seen him miss a tackle. Um, he's great. Um, you know, in, in the middle of your defense. So the fact that uh, he has not been picked up yet also, and he, he, he's very dependable. He, he doesn't miss games. Um, another guy um, who I am shocked um, hasn't been picked up yet, once again, on the defensive side of the football, um, is one Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones needs no endorsement for me. Now, I have heard some rumblings. Uh, that he could be getting picked up by the Buffalo Bills. I, they have expressed some significant interest in the one and only Chandler Jones, but as we currently sit here uh, tonight, he is still a free agent now with the actual league year opening tomorrow. Um, you know, I, I don't expect these guys to be without a job too long. Pittsburgh, you know, you've been doing very, very good at spending your money accordingly. Go get me Bobby Wagner. Um, with that being said, um, a surprising signing that I am um, interested to talk about a little bit um, was obviously Brandon Sheriff, the, the offensive lineman that was formerly of the Washington Commanders, getting massive dollar uh, to go to Jacksonville. As a matter of fact, what Jacksonville is doing right now is, is shocking to me. You know, they are playing with Monopoly money, throwing bread at this guy and that guy. You get a a massive deal. You get a massive deal. You get a massive deal. The fact that Christian Kirk got so much bread from the Jacksonville Jaguars has me sitting here like, heck, I need to go play wide receiver real quick to get some of this bread um, because he got the bag. Um, And then uh, I'm going to throw Quandre Diggs um, into the mix there. I was glad that, you know, he got himself a decent deal. Uh, re-signing with the Seattle Seahawks on a three-year, $40 million deal. Um, but for the sake of time, I'm going to keep it pushing. C.P. Thomas, man, I'm going to give you the floor, my guy. Um, give me a couple guys that, um, you know, you were shocked got deals, um, and give me a couple guys who you're surprised do not have deals yet. Well, it's still going to be wide open because a lot of this stuff is, is we're going to see more mayhem as of tomorrow as a Wednesday, so it's probably going to get even more crazier. Um, the one thing that I, I'm kind of like like stunned but laughing at the same time is what Randy Gregory was to do uh, with Dallas actually entertaining, trying to bring him back. He was going to come back, and then Denver swooped in and made that happen, and he left. And it's like we've been seeing this happen to the Cowboys like over the past couple of years of players not being fully satisfied with what's going on in Dallas. I can just think back as far as Cole Beasley – and Cole Beasley doing the same thing of kind of entertaining of trying to come back and didn't. And once he left, he had so much to say about the Cowboy organization. Um, just like you said, I think Christian Kirk, um, I'm, I'm all about people getting their top dollar for what they do. But for the money that Jacksonville threw to Christian Kirk, I'm, I'm shaking my head. I, I think they dumped a lot to him where he's getting feature receiver money. And I think he's more or less, one of those guys that does a lot of damage outside of, you know, the one or the two. If, if It depends on how they work it. And um, 
I see them situating a lot of this league around the young quarterbacks that are, you know, the quarterbacks of tomorrow. So if you look at the situation that's going on in Los Angeles with the Chargers, they were able to get Khalil Mack. They also got J.C. Jackson to go out there. And it's interesting that I, I, I would have never thought New England would have let him walk. They let him walk. But that's interesting how Belichick always does that, let people grab their bags and just go. Just give me a playbook. I'm going to deal with it from here. And watching how the Chargers threw him a boatload of money for the next three years also. Um, they are bolstering up that defense as best as possible to try to contend with the, the Chiefs and what they're doing and how strong that offense is. you, you got to try and, you know, calibrate as best as possible to slow down that track meet. So it's going to be interesting to see who is the king of the castle within that division. The Broncos are trying to do their best and trying to get some names to come through there. Also, uh, potentially, you know, Von Miller said that he may want to come back. So to see if they can get the no-fly zone back around, I don't think they have all of the pieces, but it'll be interesting to see if they can make that happen, especially if he was to come back. Um, just like you said, also with, with the names that Jacksonville is trying to set up uh, to get down there, just release Miles Jack out of the linebackers, a, a name that we know. Uh, I want to see if that defense can get to a strong prowess like it was when Jalen Ramsey and the boys were there. I don't think they'll get there as soon as possible, but they'll have to make those strides, especially in a division where they're going to need that defense to stop at least Derrick Henry and company. Uh, it, it's going to be tough. I could, I could care less on how much they try to bolster that offense up to watch Trevor Lawrence try to be the guy that he was once he was in college. I still feel like he had progressions to go to get better. But I think all eyes are on Texas, uh, well, Houston, Texas. I was going to say the state of Texas, but Houston, Texas, to see what happens with Deshaun Watson and see if he makes that move with the Panthers signing Deontay Foreman. Uh, that's going. That's letting me know that Christian McCaffrey's a goner. They're going to end up packaging him, and it looks like if they do make that move on Deshaun Watson, he'll probably be in Houston as their running back, which they both need. Both teams need it. Both teams, the Panthers need a quarterback. The Texans need a running back. So it's like both teams need each other on that situation. So I, I think a lot of people are waiting to see how that happens. If not, if Deshaun ends up going to Atlanta, I, I know a lot of people are still up in arms about Matt Ryan being there with the money that he was able to drop down and they, they make a cut in his salary. is interesting in itself. I don't like the Tyrod Taylor situation in New York. That's letting me know a lot on uh, New York, basically ready to let him be the game manager and see how they go as far as possible. I think Dan Daniel Jones is supposed to be their guy until it all falls apart, which I think it already fell apart, but you're bringing Tyrod there to, to play for a season and hold hold that spot for what? I don't see any future with Tyrod there also. He's being a passed-around quarterback. Um, I, I just want to see the Giants at least do better because since Odell went to Miami – that year when they went to the playoffs and lost, they have been under 500 all, all since. So at least hopefully the Giants turn around. This is a big media market where they get torn up year after year, and I don't think they're making those progressive steps to get out of that. I think they're trying to just, like, hold face at this point in time. I'm just trying to do this quickly as I best can across the league. Um, but, you know, just just to get out the way, that that's all I really have from a lot of the free agents that I have, especially with the names that are on that list with Tampa Bay, at least, there's at least eight names on that list that are not signed that I know they would want to have come back for that Buccaneers team, including Ndamukong Sue, uh up front for their, their defensive line. So I want to see how Arians in that front office gets that taken care of before the Buccaneers move forward. Definitely. Thank you so much, TP, man. Thank you so much, man. Uh, Dylan, man, I'll I, I come to you. You know, I, I understand that Tyrod is a guy that you want to talk about. 
Uh, so the floor is yours. You know, he's a bootleg version of, of you know, Teddy Bridgewater. But they're one of the same guys, you ask me. But we're going to talk about Tyrod and what the New York football giants are doing, man. But there's a couple names that you can go out and get if you have bread to go get it. But talk to me, man. Listen, t- Teddy Bridgewater is the GOAT. I mean, what are we talking about here? There, there's no bootleg version of Teddy he is the goat. He is that dude. Uh, he is tax free in Florida. He is that guy. He's gonna challenge Tua and he's gonna shake up the world like Ali and six three. All right, listen. Um, Tyrod, I like the signing because I think he's good enough to start in this league. He probably would have been starting in in, um, in, in Los Angeles if that unfortunate accident didn't happen with the the, the puncture in his in, in, in his chest. So. Um, I think he's a guy that if they, I think Trubisky was down to the Giants and the Steelers. He cho- Trubisky ch- chose the Steelers, but I think you know the Giants want a guy that can push Daniel Jones, and that if something does happen, they could turn to him and he might be able to win a few games. He did win some games for Houston, right, um, this year when he was able to play. So um, yeah. Tyrod, I, 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 and you're not paying him a lot of money. Um, I think it's a max value of 17 million with incentives. So. Not a terrible signing. I like what the Giants are doing so far with the limited flexibility in the cap space that they have. There's no big splash to be had. They they don't have the cap space to do it, not unless they decide to get rid of um, Bradbury and Saquon Barkley, which the trade market doesn't look like it's very strong for those guys. Um, so, I th- But John Feliciano and, and Mark Golanowski are two solid linemen that are upgrades over what they had last year. And that's not saying much because um, I think, you know, uh, a shower curtain is an upgrade for anything that the Giants had on the offensive line last year. A a see-through shower curtain, mind you. So anything's an upgrade for the Giants at this point on the offensive line. But um, I, I, I do like what Jacksonville's doing outside of their current signing. I think you you don't have to spend a lot of money on a receiver unless they're a elite, elite receiver like Devontae Adams. I think you can go into the draft and get a receiver of, of that elk, of that caliber. So I, I kind of question that. But I do like um, Evan Ingram going to Jacksonville. And I do like uh, some of the signings that the Jacksonville Jaguars have done with their offensive line situation. So picking up um, Sheriff, picking up Stately. Like, there's some some in Cam Robinson. Like, they franchise him to bring him back. But I think some pieces on the offensive line, they have to protect uh, Trevor Lawrence. Um, I'd like Zay Jones going there as well. But like I said, I think Evan Ingram is the guy that really, um, as, an off, as an offensive player, he can really flourish with Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson had two tight ends, right, in, in, in Philadelphia – I think that's a good fit for him um, in getting far away from New York where I think, you know, he, he just couldn't really hack it. I think a nice signing, too. I don't know if anybody talked about it. I might have missed it. I like Justin Reed going to Kansas City. I think Kansas City had to be smart in their cap space. They couldn't afford uh, Tyron Matthew. Him to come off the board really soon. I think TP alluded to it or somebody did. But, um, you know, I think – that, that Jordan Justin Reed coming to Kansas City means Tyra, uh, Matt, Tyra Matthews' time, the Honey Badger, is not going to be in Kansas City. But he's going to be an upgrade, right, for anybody at the safety position, a jack-of-all trades down there. So, But I think Justin Reed fits the scheme. I think he's a good pickup and get him for about $10 million a year. So I think that's a good signing. Um, 
the AFC West, I think uh, we mentioned it too with um, the Chargers, what they're doing. They're they're pushing their chips in the middle, of trading for Khalid Mack. I like I like Austin Jackson Johnson though, coming from New York. Um, you know, shoring up that that defensive interior. They have to stop the run. I think they got bludgeoned on the run all season. So um, I, I like that. Obviously, J.C. Uh, Jackson, a, a really good corner on the outside. I think a team that's really puzzling, and we kind of talked about it in the chat, the Cowboys, man, they're just not – first of all, <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> With the Cowboys. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! Hit to hit the send button on Twitter too soon, uh, Gregory. Sorry, oops. Ah, <laughs> oh, the Cowboys. Oh, Yo, did you, did you see the they Broncos just, they never let the me Cowboys? Down. What's that? Did you see the Broncos actually trolled the Cowboys this evening? That's that on Twitter. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. I mean, I, you when know, the show ends, they, when the they show always, ends, they, yeah, I mean, they just, they always, they figure out a way to make my heart sing. Even though when my Giants are struggling, haven't made the playoffs once in the last 10 years, they still, the Cowboys never let me down. And But this is, you know, listen, I like bringing back Michael Gallup. I like franchising Schultz. Uh, they had to bring back Demarcus Lawrence. I think you know, losing Gregory, uh, I mean, if he stays on the court, I mean, I'm on the court. Oh, my God, I'm watching basketball. If he stays on the on the field, he's healthy and he gets his mind right and, you know, with the, you know, the, all, all the outside distractions that were keeping him off the field, he was an impactful player. So I think not bringing him back is going to hurt them. And like I said, when you overpay a running back, you are just hamstringing your cap flexibility. They have no flexibility now because now – you paid your quarterback. You paid Cooper, who you, now you just released. You paid your running back. And now you got these guys on defense, a defense that started to turn the corner. And I think now you have to look in the draft to start to replace these pieces and hope that they can, you know, get you to a playoff caliber defense in, in their first year, which typically, I mean, how many Micah Parsons are out there? Not very many, right? So Cowboys, I think they, they are going to be – Near the top of the NFC, because I don't think it's very top-heavy like the AFC, I think you're looking at the Niners, the Rams, the Packers, and now the Bucks, and then you'll have the Cowboys. But, you know, I don't think they can compete with those top four teams. I, I don't see it at all. So, um, Or even the, uh, the Cardinals. So um, really puzzled by the Cowboys, really surprised with them. Um, yeah, and, I mean, I, I – TB didn't mention it. I, I thought he would have. I kind of like DJ Chalk going to the Lions. I think that's a nice little sign for them. I think they could use another weapon on the outside. I don't think they overpaid. Only a one-year deal. What's that? I you. I, um, I actually talked about it on a, diff- on a different network. Um, I didn't oh, okay. want to bring it up because right. I, I didn't want to bring, like, personal attention. But um, that's, if, if you remember, that's all I asked for. I just wanted to a tall receiver that can stretch the field, he's six four and he runs a four three. It's like that's that's where we could start. As long as we could get a running back to get somebody to bite on the play action, that's what golf works best off of. So I didn't want to start mm-hmm. doing the whole Detroit spill because oh, I, I could do though. that to the end of the show. No, no yeah, I like him too. Talk as long as they stay healthy. No, no, I, I like him too. As long as they stay healthy, that's that's 
That's what we need. That's what That's I asked true. for. I wanted a tall receiver. All of the receivers they have are under 5'10", from Raymond right. to St. Brown. I mean, Josh Reynolds may be a little bit taller than 5'10", but, like, they need somebody that could make the defense, like, be concerned so that can open up the run, like, so this could be a balanced attack. And that's something that Campbell, Campbell was a tight end, so he knows what's going to open up the passing game. So that's that's what they need. Now they can focus on all the other needs, like, and not really stress, like, the playmakers. That, that's what I – well, I could right. do that for hours. So. I, I honestly think they need to draft another receiver in the draft. I think that there's probably some talent in there. I think St. Brown is a guy that can develop. I think I liked what I saw from him that year, but that's what I mean. I really do like the chalk sign. I think it was a good sign. And it, like I said, he didn't overpay, but he's not going to take away from, from the development of the young kids. And I think he'll help a uh, golf who needs that. Like you said, he needs that tall target because he throws really, he throws really kind of high and tall. So I like it. I really do. I think it's a good pickup. So, um, and then it's going to be interesting to see what the, the Packers do. You, go ahead, Mike. You just Mike, hit I'm on sorry. the big thing. You just on, no, you good. I didn't mean to cut over you. You just hit on the big thing, though. Can Chark stay healthy? Because, listen, when he's on the field, um, even it didn't matter whether it was Minshew, Trevor Lawrence. It didn't matter who was at the quarterback position. Uh, there was once or twice a game that, that Chark outran his guy and, if the ball is put in the right place, I mean, Chark can score. Like, he's he's got some explosive speed. He just needs to grow up and not be a baby Chark. I mean, uh, I mean, he was a fantasy uh, football darling, like, two, three years ago. Like, I remember Cavs going to the waiver wire and making stupid trades to get this guy because, you know, he was given, you know, you know, six catches for, for 80 and a, and a touch almost, day, almost every game. But we're up against it here, Greenwood. I, I, I'll save you for last because I know where you're going. You know, what I'm saying we got some guys who were signed. We got some guys who weren't signed. You know, what I'm saying go ahead and talk about the guy, man. Go ahead and talk about your dude. <laughs> so I mean, there's there's not much really to talk about Tabridge Bar. So I'm going to I'm going to skip skip the goat of all goats. Um, I think that this means that the uh, the Miami Dolphins are going to win. Super Bowls for the next decade and a half. Now that they've uh, they've gotten the the God amongst men. But no, um, for <laughs> for real. Um, the uh, the one guy that I'm kind of surprised has been uh, signed yet is Teron Artstead. Um Arguably a top five offensive lineman. Yeah, the the injury questions are there, but nobody's going to take a shot on arguably a top five offensive left tackle in the league. I I, I think that speaks a lot more about Teron Armstead that he hasn't been signed yet than um, than we would like to admit. Um, a one signing I really do like. Uh, and the villain hit on this a little bit is the Detroit Lions uh, picking up DJ Chark. I mean, DJ Chark one year, ten million dollars versus um, what you saw the Jacksonville Jaguars put up for for Christian Kirk. It's it's laughable. Um, the the difference in the salaries between these two players and twist my arm. I I wouldn't be too surprised. If, in spite of all that, DJ Chark had a better season than um, 
than than Christian Kirk. <clears throat> Even though the um the quarterbacking situation probably at this point leans towards um towards Kirk. So that that tells you a lot about the talent evaluation department of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um yeah, I know that they suck and a lot of people don't want to go to Jacksonville, but you can say the same thing about Detroit. But now they've got a good number one and a good number two and a good number three. Like, not nothing great. It's not like their wide receivers core is stellar now with DJ Jark, but it also means that they, they're not earmarked into taking a wide receiver in round one. So I would uh, – those mock draft people – <clears throat> might be um, – I mean, obviously they weren't going to take a wide receiver at two, but 32 was definitely in the cards, but I don't think any more. And there's going to be a lot of value there, um, maybe trade up for an Andrew Booth, a, a Lewis Stein um, from from Georgia. There's, there's a lot of very good talent that's being currently projected at the back half of that first round. Um so so that's very interesting to me um as far as the those um particular signings go all right well thanks so much green man um one guy i wanted to mention that we're going to get out of here that kind of shocked me that is still available stefan gilmore he's still on uh, the free agent market. I mean, I understand that he, he got hurt last year, but you know, again, this is a guy. This is a guy who, when healthy, is one of the best shutdown corners in, in, in today's game. So I'm curious to see where he goes um, at free agency officially opens tomorrow. With that being said, that's our show, man. Brad, thanks for coming by, man. Go ahead and give us a plug and a closeout. Uh, promote anything you want to promote as we get out of the kitchen, man. On the week three edition of the front office show. Awesome. Thanks guys. I really appreciate you guys having me on. And if I was going to plug anything, it would be the podcast that I do with yours truly timeless and myself. We do a NFL and college football podcast called pint glass football podcast. We're getting ready to start season four in April kicking off a whole bunch of NFL draft coverage. I know you guys are familiar with Timeless, and he's going to be on the show again next year with me. It's going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. So if you guys want to check that out, it's on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and all the usual players. So go ahead and check that out, and uh, hopefully I'll be talking to you guys again soon. Thanks so much, Brad, man. You're welcome here anytime, and, you know, I, I do apologize you work with that Timeless dude, man. He. He's a special breed, man. Not, not everybody has to work with this guy. So if you can work with Thomas, you a man of my own heart, man. With that being said, Mr. Harvey, go uh, and give us a plug and a close-up, man, as you shut down the kitchen here this evening. Mr. Harvey. Hey, man, first of all, um, thank you thank you guys again so much for having me. It's always a, part, a pleasure and a privilege to be part of this crew, man. Uh, no matter whether we're talking about football, general sports, basketball, uh, check out all of our shows, man. We got the front office show on Tuesday. Right now, we have um, the cookout on Wednesday nights. Good versus uh, villain, where good always wins. Timers versus the villain. 
We have the Crossover Cafe on Thursdays and the mothership of all the shows. The Timeless Brunch on Sunday morning, 11 a.m. Eastern Time with Timeless and myself and uh, Eric out uh, easy out on the West Coast a lot of times. Other people jump in with us too, serious pop in. So uh, check out all the shows, articles, merchandise, everything we've got going on on the Sports City Chefs website and the blogs. We've got the Bracket Challenge coming up, man. Partner with the Barbershop on Clubhouse for the Bracket Challenge, man. Barbershop, we're... Uh, Fastly uh, growing beyond that 8,000, man. Really hoping that maybe we can get to 10K by our birthday. So uh, tell your friends, get people involved. Like I said, man, like, listen, we're better than your ticket takes. We're better than Bleacher Reports and ESPN and whatever else. A lot of times this, this news uh, pops off in the barbershop. You hear it first before you get notifications even on your phone. So, uh if you're just driving in your car, going from one spot to another, you only got about 10 minutes or whatever, pop in the shop, you know. Nowadays, you can have it coming through your your, your car speakers, man. Uh, very easy. Most cars uh, have that now. So hands-free driving, be safe, chop it up, come uh, come chop it up and chat with us for a few minutes and everything going on in the, in the sports world and life in general, man. We have all kinds of conversations in the barbershop. So come be part of the barbershop family. Keep uh, supporting Sports City Chefs. Like I said, man, with our listeners, we didn't have any reason to be here. Uh, much love and respect to you, villain. Uh, to you, serious, Mr. Greenwood, Brad, good to hear your voice again. Uh, and TP, man, always, man. Without without you, man, I wouldn't be here. I'm a, I very much appreciate you. Forever grateful to you, my brother. Much love to you. And uh, as I always say down in Louisiana, man, I'm out. I'll talk to you all tomorrow. Thanks so much, Mr. Harvey, man. Prayers up to you and your family. Um, you know what I'm saying? You're a brother, man, so we, we, we rock with you, man. Uh, Greenwood, man, you know what to do, man. Give us a plug and a close out as you get out of here, my guy. So uh, I give a shout-out to myself. Um, I just posted an article out there on sportscitychefs.com. Um Added a little bit of controversy, as I always do, um, out there in the interwebs. So go check check that out. Other than that, I'll see you guys next week. Peace. Thank you so much, Mr. Greenwood, man. Um, it's about time you got on and, and, and wrote something, man. I swear for God. I, exactly. It, 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 it's hard, you know what I'm saying, carrying this whole thing, you know, let me stop from for villain comes to the floor and hits me in the head with something. With that being said, the big <laughs> honcho, man, CP, talk to me, man. Go ahead and give us a plug and a call up to get out of here, man. And this is interesting because you try to talk about me, and everybody keeps saying timeless, timeless, timeless. So in the words of Carlito, you know, sorry, serious. Put all the money <laughs> in the world and bring you back again. Lay down, lay down. Okay, so this is how we get down. I, I get grizzly in here as best as I possibly can. I got to put up with all of this foolery out of the DMV, the 412, the 703, the 757. That, man, you already know how his stuff go down, man. And he's already pissed off. And I was here. Listen, let me tell you something about serious, right? I was here. In Sports City in 2010, when the Jets beat the Steelers, and you want to talk about furious?
serious? I heard it. We still have the episode, okay, where he couldn't say <laughs> nothing but, I'm good. I'm all right. All right. I'm good. All right. It'll be all right. I'm good. So you see what I'm saying? Like, I don't express my pain like this dude expresses his pain. You know what I'm saying? So I'm here for him. So it's good, bad, ugly, and indifferent. I got him. You know what I'm saying? And he still be trying to poo-poo on my parade. So everybody, y'all stay tuned. We got a show tomorrow. The cookout, the grill will be lit. There's a lot of stuff going on. Kyrie put up 60. Hell of a night from Brooklyn down there in Orlando. Cole Anthony, I feel sorry for your face. And you already got it, man, Zay's death. On that note, tell a friend and tell a friend that it's the chefs again. And if they don't know, how do you know? Yes, sir, man. Looking forward to tomorrow's episode, man. It's going to be fun. Back at it again with the fellas, man. Villain, man, you know what to do, man. Give us a plug and a close out to get out of here, my man. Yeah, hopefully by tomorrow the Yankees will wake up. The villain posted an article on Sports City Chef, so please go read that. Um, Mr. Controversy, I would give him credit for writing, but it is controversy. I don't like to agree with him, but he did write an article, dropped a little bomb out there that people are, are heated about on, on Facebook. So we'll read that article. Listen, Sports City Chefs, um, the barbershop collabed on the March Madness brackets. Please get your brackets in, $10 a pop. Um, we got that going. Uh, latest buy-in is at, I think, 12 o'clock on Thursday. So make sure you get those brackets in. Um, we're going to be having a lot of fun with that. Uh, doing a lot of big things. Shout out to our sponsors, uh, PHI Apparel. Get to their website. Use the promo code CHEFS, 15% off promo code CHEFS at PHIapparel.co. Um, listen, love doing the show with you, serious. Always uh, fun. Um, listen, I'm, I'm going to hit you with, with Kendrick Lamar, one of my favorite MCs. It's going to be all right, you know? Don't worry about the sales. It's going to be all right. Um, they, they're going to be fine. Um, listen, a lot of fun stuff going on out here. Gotta gotta hang out with the chefs. Um, tomorrow we have the show, the college cookout. Me and TP Timeless will probably try to argue with each other because that's what we do. Uh, much love to TP Timeless and everybody out there. Um, you got the the crossover cafe on Thursday, and then the brunch, the flagship show on Sunday. So make sure you get the, get out there and get in tune with that. So, um, serious, you know what to do, man. Get us out of here, bro. Love doing the show with you. Yo. It's your boy, Sears, up in that 412 and the 703, man. Once again, such a pleasure to be here with everybody. Uh, special thanks to all that chipped in and called and helped us out. Uh, we had a lot to talk about, and we could have kept going, but I, I got to take my behind to sleep. Um, shout out to sportscitychef.com. Get out to the website. Uh, barbershop over there on Clubhouse, man. Thanks for that. Uh, also, check out uh, my man Brad. And TP Tomless uh, podcast, man. I'm gonna definitely tune in. I'm in to trying to call in and chop it up with him, man. I I I, I love talking football, man. I, I can do it till I'm blue in the face, man. So definitely shout out uh, to Brad and um and PP for doing their thing over there. Uh, obviously, uh, Saturday is the day that I finally get with my dad and uh, drop the end of season uh and prognostication of 2022 for the Pittsburgh Steelers, so I'm be able to collab with my dad on that on Saturday. So I'm looking forward to finally, you know, putting my thoughts down and getting that out to you guys. So definitely check us out on YouTube. Our finger food is going to drop or sometime early next week. So with that being said, man, tell a friend to tell a friend that the chef's again. And like TP said, if you don't know, now nah, you know, man, we gone. Sports City, Sports City, Chef, Chef, Sports City, Sports City, Chef, Chef, Sports City, Sports City, Chef. Sports city, sports city. Chef.
kaboom. Sports city chefs is in the room. Cooking up hot topics to put up on your spoon. They well in tune. Bloom like a flower in June. Superman verse MF Doom. The clouds loom. So tell a friend it's the sports city chefs again. Pay attention, tune in. We on the set again. Sports City, Sports City, Chef, Chef, Sports City, Sports City, Chef, 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 Chef,